Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Smart journalism. Fascinating topics. Words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish. Streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. This is The Look Ahead with Scott Seidenberg on VSIN, the sports betting network. Look ahead. I'm Scott Sadberg here on VCV Sports Betting Network as we look ahead to an exciting weekend of college football action where the playoff picture will start to take shape. We're still about two weeks away from the first college football playoff rankings. Um, actually, I think it might be next week. Um, it's going to come out in November. We're going to have the college football playoff uh, first rankings. And... When those come out, the teams in the Big Ten East will be very curious to see where they stand. Right now, you have teams in that eastern side of the Big Ten, three of them, to be exact, that have a chance to make the college football playoff. Ohio State is number five in the nation. They are six and one. Michigan is number six in the nation. They are seven and zero. Michigan State is number eight. They are seven and zero. I never want to say that it's an official elimination game because stranger things have happened. For instance, let's say Michigan loses this game to Michigan State, but Michigan winds up beating Ohio State at the end of the year, and Michigan State loses to Ohio State. Well, then you'd create this uh, three-way tie scenario and, you know, whatever, and you'd still have an opportunity for a one-loss Big Ten champion to get into the college football playoff, depending on how things play out. So it's not quite an elimination game between Michigan and Michigan State, but it's pretty close to an elimination game in terms of the college football playoff. A win goes a long way into keeping your hopes alive. A loss puts you in a pretty bad situation. So who wins this game? This spread is one of the more interesting ones that we've been following because there has been movement. And currently, taking a look at it, it's at four and a half with Sparty at plus four and a half, minus 115. The early betting splits on uh, the this game, as I pull them up here, 
will show you that you have 54% of the handle on Michigan State. 46% is on Michigan. So people, I think, buying into the north of a field goal spot for Michigan State playing at home here, right? The game is in East Lansing. It's an attractive spot for a home dog north of a field goal rivalry game. I get it. I think Michigan State is the square dog this week, uh, for lack of a better term. It's the underdog that everyone is going to be on. And I just wonder if it truly is the right side. And yeah, there's things to consider with both of these teams, things that both of these teams do well. Uh, Michigan State is running the ball extremely well with Kenneth Walker. They are a big play capable offense, not just with Kenneth Walker, but also with their passing attack as well. So they can come up with big plays. But Michigan State has yet to play a team with a winning record. They're 7-0, but they have not played a team with a winning record. And that is a a little disconcerting, if you will. Michigan, meanwhile, it's not like their schedule is full of world beaters either. Western Michigan, Washington, we know what Washington is. Northern Illinois, Rutgers. Winning at Wisconsin is impressive. The win at Nebraska, okay. But this is obviously the first big test for them, just like it is for Michigan State. What stands out to me about Michigan is the way that they are playing defensively. Right now, and if you look at the numbers, both of these teams are doing real well. Michigan State only allows 18.7 points per game. Michigan, 14.3 points per game. But just how good is that Michigan number? That's second in the country in scoring defense behind only Georgia, who's just been otherworldly. But they've only allowed 100 points this season through these first seven games. Michigan State has allowed 131. Um, I look at, you know, Michigan State has allowed 14 touchdowns. Michigan has allowed 12. So, you know, that, that's what you're looking at there with these two teams. But Michigan, so far this season, they have played very well defensively. They can get into the backfield with the best of them. But that's also something that Michigan State does very well. And this might be the first game that Michigan State, uh, excuse me, that Michigan plays against a team that can get into the backfield. Like, their pass rush is legit. But Michigan's offensive line, one of the best in the country at not allowing teams to get into the backfield. So it really is a a very interesting game when you compare both these teams. Michigan is only allowed... Three sacks on the season. Three sacks. I mean, that's, you want to talk about elite offensive line play. I mean, that's it right there. Through seven games, they've only allowed three sacks. But let's go back and look at the schedule. Western Michigan, Washington, Northern Illinois, Rutgers, probably the best uh, defense that they played against, and that was a close game. It was um, 22-13 in in, uh, that game as 
you know, Rutgers came up big, uh, but was able to cover a high number. But not allowing teams into the backfield is such a huge part of a football game. If you're winning on both sides of the ball, you're going to win the football game. They always say, right, that it's um, it, the game is won in the trenches. And, yeah, that's what happens. But it's strength on strength, like I mentioned. This is the first time that Michigan's going to face a team that has the type of pass rush that Michigan State has. Michigan State has 26 sacks on the season through seven games. 26 sacks through seven games. I mean, that's ridiculous. That's the fifth, tied for fifth, best pass rush in terms of sacks in the country. 26 sacks in seven games. And Michigan has only allowed three sacks on the season. I think taking the north of a field goal is the right smart decision with the home underdog because this game could be played uh, very tightly with both teams understanding the magnitude of it, both teams in a situation that they are playing for the college football playoff. I just wonder if Michigan's constant pounding of the running game and converting on third downs, which they do such a great job of, I wonder if that's going to be the difference in this game. Michigan State can hit on a couple of home runs, like I mentioned, with their passing game and certainly with Kenneth Walker, but can Michigan grind this game out and win by six points? I don't think this is a double-digit game on either side. But I would be a little worried if, in fact, this game you know, comes down to a final possession. It might not be a field goal. And it could be a six-point game. And if it goes into overtime, as long as it's only the first two overtimes, there's a chance to have a uh, seven-point win or a six-point win. You know, if one team scores a touchdown and then stops the other team from getting into the end zone. And yes, I said, as long as it's within the first two touch two overtimes because we don't want to get to another two-point conversion off like we saw in Penn State and uh, <laughs> and Illinois last week. Um, I'm a little nervous about this game. Like I said, I think Michigan wins, but Michigan State with the points is probably the right side. I'm just a little worried about it. I really am. This is going to be one of those games where it might just be better to just enjoy watching the heck out of it. I'm Scott Seidenberg. We'll talk a little bit more college football coming up next here on The Look Ahead on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. 
Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very slow. all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. (laughs) Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. Back on The Look Ahead, Scott Zadkiewicz here with you. Uh, I'm a little bitter tonight. Uh, i got to be honest. I put together a parlay for Tuesday, and I came one leg short of cashing. And the one leg that I missed was a hockey game. And now you're probably saying, Scott, why did you include a hockey game in your parlay? Why did you do that? Well, I had one hockey game that hit. I did the Seattle Kraken, and they hit. Um, But I did a, you know, and parlays are fun. Parlays are not supposed to be full-size unit bets. You're not going to, you know, make a living off doing parlays. That's just not the way, you know, you're going to lose the majority of them. Uh, But they're fun to do. They're supposed to be fun. Sprinkle a little bit, a quarter unit, whatever, and uh, see if you can hit. So I did a six-team parlay, and I went five and one. I hit four basketball games, and the four basketball games that I hit were the Knicks minus two. Yay! I had the Lakers. They won in overtime, so two for two with the Lakers. Um, I had the Jazz, minus seven. They won by 12. So, yay on that one. And I had the Dallas Mavericks, and they won by 10. So, I had went 4-0 in the NBA. I took the Seattle Kraken in the NHL as my fifth team against the Montreal Canadiens. The Kraken won 5-1. And my last leg to hit, And it didn't play out like this chronologically because I lost this leg before the other games were finished. So I didn't know that I was going to go 5-1 and until after the other games played out. But I had the Colorado Avalanche at home against the Vegas Golden Knights. The Golden Knights came into this game. Losers. Of four straight. Where their offense hasn't exactly been lighting the lamp. As they say in the NHL. They got shut out by the Islanders. They scored three against Edmonton. Just one goal against St. Louis. Two against Los Angeles. So this was a team that won their opening game against the Seattle Kraken. And then lost Four straight games. It was the first game of a back-to-back, meaning you're looking ahead at the schedule. They play again on Wednesday. Robin Leonard has played every game in net for Vegas. He's going to get the day off on Wednesday, but I figured there might be a little bit of fatigue there. I don't know. The Golden Knights were also without... Key players 
during this game. Coming into this game, they were not going to have Mark Stone. Uh, They were not going to have Max Pacioretty. We're not going to have Nolan Patrick. So a little bit of a shorthanded Golden Knights squad that has lost four straight, is not really scoring, is playing on the first night of a back-to-back on the road against the Colorado Avalanche, the team that is the odds-on favorite to win the Stanley Cup, the team that is the odds-on favorite to win the President's Trophy with the most points in the National Hockey League, a team that won on opening night but lost three straight games to St. Louis, Washington, and Florida before winning against Tampa Bay. And you're saying, hey, they lost three straight games. Yeah, they did lose three straight games. But the teams that they lost to, Florida, 6-0 on the year. The Capitals, 4-0-2 on the year. And the St. Louis Blues, 5-0 on the year. So the three losses by the Avalanche to the three, right now, top teams in the NHL. This was the first matchup between Vegas and Colorado this season. And I thought that the Avalanche at home would choose to play with a little bit of fire and emotion because the Golden Knights were the team that sent them home last season, that eliminated the Stanley Cup favorites from the postseason. The team that beat them in four straight games after you took a two-games-to-none series lead. I thought that's what was going to happen, and it did not. As the Golden Knights went up 2-0 early, one of those goals, a short-handed goal, the Avs did respond and get one in the second period to make it 2-1, but they were unable to get the equalizer in the third. Vegas adds the empty net at the end. Vegas wins 3-1, and I lose out on my parlay. Each and every week on this show, I'm going to do a feature. And I'm going to call it uh, my hit list, meaning the teams that I I love. I'm backing them. They've been treating me well. We're riding them. Those are my hit list players, hit hit list teams. And then my S hit list. Those are the teams that I'm not happy with. And right now, the Colorado Avalanche, thanks to ruining this parlay, are number one on my S hit list for this week. So, uh, on my hit list right now, uh, teams like the Chicago Bulls on my hit list, 4-0, off to a great start. Thank you very much. Uh, The Knicks with a big cover for me here against the 76ers on my hit list in uh, college football. There have been some teams that have come through for me over the weeks uh, in the NFL teams as well. We're going to go through them each and every week. Teams that are on my hit list and my S hit list. And uh, yeah, the team that's on my S hit list right now is the Colorado Avalanche who lose to the Vegas Golden Knights on Tuesday. And I don't know, am I fading the Golden Knights now on the road? Second game of a back-to-back on Wednesday with likely a backup goaltender in against the Dallas Stars? Dallas at minus 125? Probably worth a look. You know, these are going to be the spots that you have to start to target in the NHL when you're getting backup goaltenders Teams playing on the road second night of a back-to-back. Those are the games that you have to 
start to take advantage of when you're betting um, hockey. Anyway, let's get back to college football. I just wanted to let you guys know that we're going to start doing my hit list and my S hit list. And, you know, my S hit list right now is led by the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, the Braves are on my hit list, by the way, because uh, I did back them, and I'm going to continue to back them throughout this series. So kudos to the Braves for stealing home field advantage in the World Series. Uh, still on my hit list. Congratulations. You're doing well for me. But college football, I, I was giving you all the stats and the numbers behind Michigan and Michigan State. And one of the other really good games that I was looking forward to this week is in the American Athletic Conference, number 19 SMU at Houston. And I started doing my deep dives into the stats here, and this is a strength versus strength matchup. Houston is second in the country with 29 sacks in seven games, so they get after the quarterback. But SMU is number one in the country. Number one They've only allowed two sacks in seven games. Houston, on defense, you want to talk about this defense, on third downs, they are number one in the nation on third downs. 22 of 94, They are, are other the opponents are converting. That's just a 234 percentage. So this is going to be Houston's defense against SMU's offense. But the thing is, Houston's got an offense, too. They score 36.3 points per game. Not as good as SMU, who's at 42.7. But this might be, I I really, I wish Houston was an underdog. And I wish they were a a three-point underdog so I can take them automatically. But the fact that they're a one-point favorite bothers me. Because I think this game does go to the underdogs. More on that one tomorrow, I promise you. I'm Scott Seidenberg. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN. Don't forget to follow on Twitter at Scott's On Air and at VSIN Live. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. This football season is the best sports betting season ever. Start your VEASAN free trial today to get full access to our sports betting experts, including 24-7 video streaming, daily best bet emails, betting splits with the money, and ticket percentages on every game, plus full access to VEASAN.com data and analysis. You get everything VEASAN has to offer for only $22 per month. Sign up now at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. I'm Scott Seidenberg. It's a look ahead here on VEASAN, the sports betting network. Let's shift our focus to the NFL, and let's go over the line movements from open to where we are currently. As we pop up the big board and we take a look at the lines here in Las Vegas, well, the Green Bay Packers and Arizona Cardinals kicking off week eight on Thursday Night Football, obviously, The storylines here have to do with the COVID protocols. Devontae Adams on the reserve COVID list. He could still play. He has to be asymptomatic and get two negative tests 24 hours apart. But Alan Lazard has been added to the list. He is not going to play. Marquez Valdez-Scantling, still on injured reserve, has not been activated just yet. The Cardinals opened up as a a three-and-a-half-point favorite. They are now six-and-a-half-point favorites across the board. Total opened up at 52 and a half. It is at 50 and a half now. On Sunday, the Miami Dolphins visit the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo is opened at 11 and a half point favorites, and they are 13 and a half point favorites now. Total opened up at 49. It is at 49 and a half. The Carolina Panthers go to Atlanta to take on the Falcons. Falcons opened up at two and a half. It is now at three. The total opened up at 48. It is now down to 46. So you see the total there has dropped. The Eagles will go to the Lions. This line has stayed put. Three and a half was the open. Three and a half is the number now. The total has gone down, though. 
49 and a half is what this game opened up at, and it is at 48. In fact, uh, you could even find a 47 and a half uh, at some places. The Titans going to the Colts. The um, Now, this opened up. Is this accurate that the Indianapolis Colts opened up as a favorite? I mean, I don't think that's accurate, but maybe it is. Right now, the Titans are a one-point favorite in Indy against the Colts. So you have the Titans at one-point favorites. The total opened up at 49. It is now at 50 and a half between these two teams. Uh, Is it a letdown spot for the Titans coming off back-to-back wins against the Bills and the Chiefs? Uh, Is this Colts team improving? Are they getting healthy? Uh, Or will this Tennessee team continue to roll here? Just one-point favorites on the road against the Colts. Continuing to look at the board, we have the Rams at the Texans. This game opened up at 14. It is at 14 and a half. The total opened up at 45 and a half. It is now at 47 and a half, and there are some 48s out there as well. The biggest jump in spread, the Bengals at the Jets opened as three and a half on the opening line. It is a 10-point line. The Bengals are laying 10 on the road against the Jets. There is a 10.5 on the board as well. Uh, It it will not be Zach Wilson starting. It will likely be Mike White starting for the New York Jets at quarterback. The Bengals, 10-point favorites on the road. You better believe that they're going to be an attractive survivor pick. Total opened up at 45. It's down to 43. The Steelers at the Browns. The Browns, two-and-a-half-point favorites on the open. They have moved to three-and-a-half-point favorites. Total opened at 45, and it has gone down to 42-and-a-half. The San Francisco 49ers, three-and-a-half-point favorites at the Bears on the open. They are now three-point favorites over the Bears. The total opened up at 43, and it is down to 40 or 39 and a half. There's lots of 39 and a halves on the board. Seattle opened up as a three-point favorite over Jacksonville, and it's three to three and a half, depending on where you look. The total opened up at 43 and a half, and it has stayed at 43 and a half. The Chargers, five and a half point favorites on the open against the New England Patriots, and that has stayed put. There is a five on the board, but five and a half is what you're looking at here. Total opened up at 47.5. It has gone up to 48.5, and and there's 49s on the board as well. Denver opened up as a four-point favorite over Washington at home. It is now at three points. Denver minus three. Total opened at 44.5. It is down to 43.5. The Tampa Bay Bucks opened up as a four-point favorite over the New Orleans Saints. On the road in New Orleans, it is now a five-point spread. The Bucks are five-point favorites. Total opened up at 50. It has stayed at 50. There are some 49.5s on the board. There is one 50.5 on the board, which is interesting as well. Dallas at Minnesota opened up at 2.5. It has stayed at 2.5 in favor of the Cowboys on the road in Minnesota. Total opened up at 51.5. And this baby has gone up to 55. There is 54 and a half on the board. 55 is what you're seeing. And then Monday night, the Chiefs opened up as 13-point favorites over the Giants. It is at 10. The Chiefs laying 10 against the Giants. Total opened up at 54. It is down to 52. So that's a look at some of the line movements in the NFL compared to open to where we are currently at. Now, if you're looking at the teaser scenarios, something that we always like to do in the NFL, we start on Thursday night where the Cardinals are an obvious teaser scenario. You can get them down to a pick or, you know, it's a half point, but it's a pick uh, from six and a half. You can tease them down. Other teams 
that you could possibly tease down. I know it's not popular to tease through zero, but taking the Chargers down at home is essentially just getting it to a pick them. They're five and a half point favorites, so a six point favorite. The, the, that's not what people talk about when they say teasing through zero. That's They're talking about going from three, like, you know, going from minus three to plus two and a half or whatever, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Um, but Chargers, you can tease them down and get them at a pick them. The Tampa Bay Bucks, who are five and a half, uh, you can tease them down as well. And the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, not yet, but it is down to nine and a half I've seen here on DraftKings. Uh, not a teasable candidate just yet. How about teasing up candidates? Well, that's what I love to do. Find me a two-and-a-half-point dog or a one-and-a-half-point dog or a two-point dog that I can tease up north of a touchdown. I love it. And I, the first one that caught my eye on this NFL schedule is just flashing at me. Sunday night football, the Minnesota Vikings, two-and-a-half-point dogs at home to the Dallas Cowboys. I will gladly make that eight and a half. I will gladly push that baby up. Uh, the Colts, they could be interesting, taking them from one to seven. You'd like to get it a little higher, though, get it north of that seven. Uh, everywhere else, there's really no teaser candidates because a lot of these lines are north of a field goal. You have Steelers-Browns, Eagles-Lions, Niners-Bears, and Jaguars, Seahawks, that are all three and a half point spreads. Broncos, Washington, and Falcons, Panthers are at flat three point spreads. So there really only is a couple of teaser candidates here on this uh, on this board. I think my you know if I was to pick the two best, it would be Vikings going up. From two and a half to eight and a half. And then it's probably going to be Chargers down to a pick em at home against the Patriots. Chargers should win that game. Um, you know, Patriots, they've been playing well, but I'll pick on them coming cross country to play the Chargers coming off a bye. So that's what I'm going to go with. Uh, Vikings plus the eight and a half and Chargers just to win the game. That's going to be my two-team teaser. Uh, the Bucks were an interesting one, but I don't really like doing the road favorite there. But they should beat the New Orleans Saints. Nothing from that Saints game on Monday night gave me any confidence in knowing that the Saints are going to win that game. But it's in the Dome, and anything can happen in the Dome, we know. But the Bucks should run away with that game as well. So I don't think it can go wrong by teasing Tampa down to get them at a pick I'm Scott Seidenberg. You can follow along on Twitter at ScottsOnAir, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. You know, lots of news and notes to get to in the NFL, not just dealing with the COVID situation with the Green Bay Packers. We'll do that and more coming up next here on The Look Ahead here on VEASAN. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know... What were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Doc Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. 
Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. Sports Betting National Championship is coming on November 5th through the 7th, and VSIN will provide coverage from the main event all weekend long, including live on location updates for all the action. Visit vsin.comslash SBNC for more information and learn how you can enter for a chance to test your skills and win cash, including the million dollar top prize. That's vsin.comslash SBNC. I'm always interested in a contest like that where you essentially have to build up your bankroll. And I wonder, like, how how much does, like, a strategy come into play? Like, do you just bet a huge underdog on the money line early on? And if it loses, you know, you're out of the contest. But if it wins, you are have a leg up on everybody. Because your bankroll is just tremendous. It's kind of like somebody that enters the World Series of Poker and just goes all in on the first couple, of, you know, first couple of hands and either double up or you don't, right? And you're either in or you're out. I mean, that's why, like, a lot of pros, you know, I remember Phil Helmuth used to say all the time that um, he wouldn't show up early <laughs> because you just let some of those players get out. You don't want to get beat by somebody who's just going to try and double up their stack early on. Um but it's interesting. Maybe that's what some people will do here in the Sports Betting National Championship as they're trying to build their bankroll over the weekend. Maybe you just play a heavy money line underdog and see if you can double your bankroll, triple your bankroll, quadruple your bankroll real quick uh, in just one game. Let's get to some NFL player news updates. Talked about this one a little bit earlier, but the Deshaun Watson situation is rather interesting. The Houston Chronicle reported on Tuesday that the framework of a deal between the Texans and the Dolphins is done. That Deshaun Watson, the trade from the Texans to the Dolphins has been agreed upon. And owner Stephen Ross even agreed on the deal. However, the Dolphins have a stipulation. They either want Watson's legal issues to be resolved, which would mean him settling all the civil suits, or, uh, and maybe it's both, They wanted to know from Commissioner Roger Goodell if Watson's going to get suspended. And I think it's a fair ask. You're not going to trade for a guy that's not going to play for you. So Roger Goodell said on Tuesday during a press conference at the owners' meetings that the league does not have necessary information to warrant a suspension of Deshaun Watson. So if he was traded to the Miami Dolphins prior to to the November 2nd deadline, then he can play. There's no nothing holding him back from playing. Elsewhere around the league, I talked about the Packers COVID situation with Alan Lazard being added to the COVID list, and so he's not going to be available for Thursday. Still don't know about Deshaun Watson, uh, not (laughs) Devontae Adams, because, because he's vaccinated, if he's asymptomatic, He just needs to get two negative tests 24 hours apart. If he can get those two negative tests, then he can play on Thursday. Uh, So don't know about that. And Marquez Valdez-Scantling is the other part of this puzzle because he would be a huge boost to the Packers' offense if they can activate him off of injured reserve to play if they're missing both Adams and Lazard. 
Well, according to reports here, the uh, Doug Kied of Pro Football Focus says that the expectation is that Marquez Valdez-Scantling will be activated and will play on Thursday night against the Cardinals. So good news for the Green Bay Packers there. They certainly need that. Um, and speaking of that game, DeAndre Hopkins missed practice on Tuesday, but that's I don't think it's anything uh, worth um, you know mentioning. I think it's just uh, uh, just a um, caution, precaution, management because they play on Thursday night. Uh, the Giants get more injury news as if they couldn't lose any more players. Jabril Peppers, he's done for the remainder of the season as he ruptured his ACL in their win against the Panthers. He was a big part of their secondary, so another uh, loss for this Giants defense as they just continue to uh, lose players left and right. Hey, Jerry Judy's coming back, the wide receiver of the Denver Broncos. Um, He will be available uh, for Week 8 against Washington. So big uh, opportunity for them uh, as, you know, Jerry Judy could be uh, back for the uh, Denver Broncos. Uh, speaking of who could be back, according to The Athletic, Jordan Howard could be activated from the Eagles practice squad and play this week against the Lions because Miles Sanders is dealing with the injury that forced him to leave their game on Sunday and that uh, he's probably not going to play They have Kenneth Gainwell as the other running back that is probably going to be the starter, and Boston Scott as well. But Jordan Howard, who at one point was a big part of the NFL, was a big part of the Philadelphia Eagles at one point. Well, it looks like Jordan Howard could uh, make his return now and suit up and play for Philadelphia. Uh, Some other... um, News around the league. We talked yesterday about the Jets acquiring Joe Flacco at quarterback. And on Tuesday, head coach Robert Salah said that he's got a lot of faith in Mike White. Zach Wilson's going to be out um, for at least two games. And Mike White will get the start coming up here against the Bengals. Uh, Flacco, you know, it's going to take a little bit for him to get acclimated but he will be ready to play if they indeed um, need to uh, see him play if he has to come in in response to, uh, you know, the, the situation and not playing well again for Mike White, which who knows. But there's a reason why they went out and acquired Joe Flacco. They needed some uh, some help at the quarterback position, especially with um, Zach Wilson going to miss a couple of games. So that's just some news. Uh, I wanted to update you guys on the ATS report around the NFL. Your best teams against the spread, your worst teams against the spread. Your best teams against the spread right now are the Dallas Cowboys at 6-0. Perfect on the season. Green Bay is 6-1. Arizona is 6-1. One of those is going to have to give coming up on Thursday, unless it's a push. Uh, Indianapolis is 5-2. Tennessee is 5-2. One of those is going to have to give on Sunday, unless it's a push. The Chargers are 4-2, and two, and Buffalo is at 4-2. and two. Your worst teams against the spread, no one is winless. But San Francisco is 1-5, the Jets are 1-5, Washington is 1-6. and six. Your best home teams against the spread, Dallas 3-0, Green Bay 3-0, Tennessee 3-1, Tampa Bay 3-1, Chargers, Arizona, Buffalo, Indianapolis, Chicago, yeah, the Bears, Detroit, yeah, them, and Houston, yeah, Houston. They're all 2-1 and one against the spread, so um, pretty good. Your worst teams against the spread, Kansas City, New Orleans, Atlanta, San Francisco, Miami, Washington, and Jacksonville all winless against the spread at home. A little unfair for uh, New Orleans. They've only played one game at home. They're 0-1 against the spread. Their other home game was the neutral site game 
against Green Bay. But Kansas City 0-3, Atlanta 0-2, San Francisco, Miami 0-3, Washington 0-4, and Jacksonville 0-3 as a home team against the spread. Your best away teams against the spread. Arizona 4-0, Dallas 3-0, Green Bay 3-0, Seattle in Indianapolis, Cincinnati 3-1, and then you have a slew of teams at 2-1. Your worst road teams against the spread, the New York Jets are 0-3, and the Tampa Bay Bucks are 0-3 on the road against the spread. Go figure. Bucks are laying 5.5 on the road in New Orleans coming up on Sunday. So they are 0-3 on the road against the spread. Interesting stuff there. Uh, As far as your overall ATS numbers, the team that has the highest cover margin is the Arizona Cardinals, followed by the Buffalo Bills. The team that has the worst cover margin is the New York Jets. Uh, The second worst cover margin, the Miami Dolphins. Your third worst cover margin, Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City is fast approaching a point where you're going to have to just say they're not going to make the playoffs. Not there yet, but they're getting there very, very fast. I'm Scott Seidenberg. You follow along on Twitter at ScottsOnAir, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Looking to bet smarter on Saturdays? VEASAN experts have you covered. We're tracking line movement, studying matchups, and finding value across all of college football every week. Whether it's betting the biggest rivalries or surprise underdogs, if these 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 or surprise underdogs, if these. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep.